Chapter One, London, England, eighteen fourteen. Daily the battle waged on. The silk curtain skirmish, Miss Liberty Bayliss had dubbed it, and she fought determinedly, throwing back the heavy silk fabric from the breakfast room windows each morning, insistent on letting in what light could sneak past London's perpetual gloom. It was a battle doomed to stalemate, however. Her adversary, the stiff, oh so very English butler, was equally unwavering in his mission to keep all the rooms as dark and dank as a cave. Stubbs lived in fear of sunlight fading the furniture. He tugged the curtains closed tight again every morning, restoring the murk before she'd crossed the threshold on her way out. He could do nothing save sniff his disapproval while she stayed, however. And today she lingered at the window, shifting restlessly while she gazed upon the wet, wide streets of Portman Square. Eventually she gave it up for a bad job, and went to pace in front of the loaded sideboard instead. But she couldn't settle, not even to a decision between kedgeree and coddled eggs. Do sit down and have breakfast, dear. Her mother waved a butter knife in her direction. You are beginning to affect my digestion. I'm sorry, Mamma. Liberty settled for toast and took a seat. I'm all at sixes and sevens. I know this trip hasn't been all you'd hoped, darling. It's been hard on you. I do understand. It seems young English ladies just are not as active as American girls. Liberty sighed. She had looked forward to this adventure. She and her parents had talked about and planned endlessly for it, and to be sure, both of them had settled happily into their London routines. But none of it had turned out as she'd expected. Perhaps it was her father's fault. Third son of Viscount Levy, as a young man, he'd balked at his family's plans to seal him to the church. And left for the colonies instead, full of energy and determined to make his own way, he'd worked, schemed, and invested his way into becoming a captain of industry. Even at his age, he was still one of the hardest-working men Liberty knew. Perhaps the surfeit of feminine companionship on the trip over had affected him. However, they'd arrived in town, and shockingly easily, he'd slid right back into the lackadaisical life of an aristocratic man of leisure. He'd virtually abandoned his wife and daughter for his gentlemen's clubs and sporting activities, and such bastions of male dominance such as Tattersalls and Gentleman Jacksons. Her mother had barely noticed; she'd been struck with a grand idea on the passage over. An American heiress from one of Boston's wealthiest families, she'd been most excited about absorbing the culture London had to offer, and as they'd plotted their visits to the great sights and museums. She'd come up with the idea of bringing some of it home with her. Moving quickly past the tourist stage, she jumped into the scholarly and charitable circles of society, and was busily learning how to become a grand patroness. Which left Liberty largely alone, with as much energy as her father had ever possessed, and few options on which to spend it. At home, it would scarcely be an issue. But here she was hampered by the seemingly endless set of rules that governed the lives of an English miss. There is only so much shopping one can do, Mamma. I'd love to do something more interesting and productive than buying ribbons to match my bonnets. Yet that seems to be all that a young woman and her maid are permitted here. It will get better soon. Your father says some of society will return for the autumn session of Parliament. He'll see that we receive invitations. And soon you will have a whole new circle of acquaintances, 
and all manner of dinners, parties, and balls to attend. "'I shall go mad in the meantime,' Liberty sighed. "'In the meantime, then, why don't you find something to keep you busy? Take out that lovely mare your papa bought for you.' "'Oh, but riding is not at all the same here. I cannot leave town for a bruising ride in the country. Here I am expected to ride only in Hyde Park.' amidst the slow-moving aristocrats who stop endlessly to greet each other, and yet seem to find me virtually invisible. Heavens, that does sound bad. Her mother bit back a grin. Well, it seems as if there is no hope for it. You should come with me today. I'm taking a special tour of the British Museum, and I'll have the chance to talk with some of the directors. They've promised to tell me how they go about with acquisitions. She raised her cup and an arched brow. I know Sir Benjamin will be happy to welcome you to the party. 